Blog Talk Radio. And let us focus our attention upon the lessons titled Overcoming Otherness. From Otherness to Onlyness. And we have two words here uh, which I have coined. I've not seen these words used before. Otherness and onlyness. Let's pronounce them. Again, this is a very important principle that we want to acquaint our minds with. And I'm going to read the text for you from St. John, the first chapter and the 29th verse. And I'm going to have you repeat it after me for emphasis. The next day John seeth Jesus. Coming unto, him, coming unto him, and saith, and saith behold, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And I have a transliteration of that just below it, and I'll have you repeat it after me. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Good. Good. Love. Love. That. Beholding the Lamb. Beholding the Lamb. Takes away the sin of the world. Takes away the sin of the world. And of course these are the words of St. John of the Baptist pointing to Jesus. Pointing esoterically to God in us. And now the words of Jesus from 1 John, the 5th chapter and the 4th verse. This is the victory. This is the victory. That overcomes the world. That overcomes the world. Even our faith. Even our faith. Now we have the words of Jesus from St. John, the 16th chapter and the 33rd verse. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Now let's go into the esoteric commentary of these words and see what we mean when we talk about overcoming otherness and going from otherness to onlyness. We have the words, Behold the Lamb. Now, behold is an interesting word. It's not too often that it is used in modern English, but it's a strong word. Behold means to catch and maintain a grip with the eye of spiritual insight, to seize with spiritual insight, and to hang on. And so it's a very strong term when we're told, Behold the Lamb. It means catch, grip this idea with the eye of spiritual insight. Seize this idea with the eye of spiritual insight and hang on to this idea with the mind's eye. So to behold means to hang on with the mind's eye. Say that. To behold, to behold 
means to seize with spiritual insight. All right, that means that we have to be aware of our spiritual insight and we have to learn to exercise our spiritual insight. Our spiritual insight must become stronger and stronger and we must learn how to control our spiritual insight. It's very important. The results, as we shall see, are very great. There's a song, an old spiritual, titled, Hold On To Jesus. That's another way of saying it. And this, of course, is holding on with the eye of the mind. Holding on with spiritual insight. To behold means to see just. To see just. To see only the God, the good, the love in us. To see Him, God in us, as He really is, and He shall appear in us, through us, and as I want you to seize that. I want you to behold that. You become just like what you look at. You become just like what you behold. The mind becomes just like what it sees. Say that. The mind becomes just like that which it sees. Let's say it again. The mind becomes just like that which it sees. And I'll play with words and say it almost the same way. And I mean to be verbose here because I want you to behold this. I want you to catch a hold of this idea. The mind becomes just like that which it looks upon. I heard Reverend Ike tell this story before, and it's apropos that it be repeated here. It is the story of a little hunchback prince. And his father, the king, got an idea one day and had a statue of the young prince built and placed in the courtyard where the young prince played for hours every day. And that statue was exactly like the physique of the young prince in every detail except one. The statue was not a hunchback. The statue was straight and erect. And daily the young prince played in the courtyard around that straight, upright stature of himself. And he would see it both physically, but more than that, he saw it with the eye of his mind, both consciously and subconsciously. And after a period of time, his body began to straighten up until at last all signs and appearances of being a hunchback were gone. And his body was just like that upright stature that he looked at every day as he played in the courtyard. You remember the old comic who would say, what you see is what you get? 
Not only what you see is what you get, but what you see is what you become. And I'm sure that the young prince, as he played around that statue looking at it, I'm sure he was fascinated by it. Reverend Ike has a tape out titled, Your Power of Fascination. Because you see, when you, see, you become like that which you fasten your inner vision upon, I become like that which I fasten my inner vision upon. Say that. I become but you see, there's something dangerous about this too. And it's good that I make you aware of this. This is why we call this mind science. Because it makes us aware of the unconscious, subconscious processes of the mind. Uh, the young prince was probably not taught mind science. The king knew it. And as a matter of fact, it reminds me of, of a scripture. The king that sitteth on the throne scattereth away all the evil with his eye. You see, the king understands this. And who is the king? The king is the one who understands the science of mind. It's that simple and yet that profound. The king is the one who understands the processes of the mind and how to relate to the processes of the mind to achieve the good that he desires. That's why he's the king. You see, everybody is relating to the processes of the mind. That's the interesting thing about it. It doesn't matter who you are. Even if you say you don't believe in that old mind science, it doesn't make any difference. The scripture says, what if some did not believe? <laughs> Would it make the law of God of none effect? No. You see, for day and night, 24 hours a day, from here to eternity, you're always relating to the law of mind. And your experience of life is the result of the way you relate to that law. So the king understood what he was doing when he placed that upright statue where the prince could see it every day. It's really the same to go back with Jacob putting the striped and the ring-straked poles into the water where the cattle drank as they conceived. You see, that's telling us the same thing. I told you before that the Bible really never tells you but one thing. It just tells you the same thing over and over again in different ways, in different figures of speech, in different stories, but it's always the same. The mind becomes like that which it looks upon. As the cattle conceived in the wombs of their mind, that which they brought forth looked exactly like that which they looked upon. Now... This is why we, as aware people, as self-conscious people, have to exercise a greater control over what we see than the Gentiles. And this is why we use scientific techniques. This is why those of us who are conscious of the application of the law will use visualization, treasure mapping. And let me say this while I'm at it. There should not be a one of you who do not have pictures around your personal environment representing the ideals of what you would like to be, to do, and to have. I want to repeat this because this is very important. 
I said it in the negative, I'll put it in the positive. Those of you who are aware of the processes of the mind, those of you who are aware of the processes of the mind's eye, should always have in your personal environment pictures, photographs, representations, statues of your ideals which you wish to be, to do, and to have. I pump iron five to seven days a week. I jog every day. I don't miss a day jogging in a year. I don't know the last year I missed jogging. Now, what is the purpose of this? To keep my physical body in shape, but it's more than a physical exercise. It is a spiritual exercise, first of all, because it is the Holy Spirit which quickens my mortal body. But in my environment where I exercise or my personal environments where I am every day, I have photographs of what I want my body to look like. Now, it does not yet appear 100%, but it's coming along. I'm playing in the courtyard. <laughs> like the young prince. I've told you before to be sure to get magazines. And always on an ongoing basis, select photographs from those magazines, travel brochures, which represent the ideals which you would like to be, do, and to have. Get town and country. Everybody that wants to be rich should get town and country. It represents the affluent lifestyles. And if you're interested in that, why, get that magazine. Read about those people. Look at those pictures. Your first assignment in this class is to engineer what your outer and inner eye beholds. Engineer that. You see, as we go around in the phenomenal world, our eyes can fall upon so many things. And if our eyes are just all, both inner and our outer, are always falling upon negative and indifferent things, then that's what we'll become like and that's what we'll be beset with. The vision of the inner eye has the power to displace and replace anything in the external world. Now that is interesting. What you see out there is really controlled by what you're seeing in here. But now I want to take you a step further in practice. I want to make you conscious of the ultimate practice of this. What I see with my inner eye has power to displace and replace that which is in my outer world. The king that sits on the throne scatters away, breaks down, breaks up the negatives, the undesirable that is in his outer environment, displaces it and replaces it with the ideal which he sees with his inner eye. It may sound a bit spooky to tell you the ultimate truth. You listening to the Divine Connection Show with your host Jessica and Tasia.
Peace, everyone. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Um, I hope everyone can hear us. Um, hope you guys can hear us. Um, we just wanted to say Happy New Year, the new calendar year. Happy New Year, everyone, and thank you uh, for listening to us last year. We appreciate all our listeners. Um, and now we're on to a new year mm-hmm. and time to birth some new things. So yes. I'm excited for what's to come with us, with you guys. Um, yeah, if you listen last week, even though we did like a replay of our show, previous, of the previous show, we still um, did a little shout out and a thank you um, to all our supporters and wishing everyone um, love, prosperity, mm-hmm. yes, blessings, all of that, um, all of that divine goodness, that great energy, divine energy, um, in which we still welcome all of that into this space, into this, into the airwaves right now. Um, and that's just interesting that if hopefully you guys were listening um, and not just, I don't know, sometimes even I'm guilty of just vaguely listening to Reverend Ike, but he was hitting some things that resonate with me. I think, um, first of all, the one, this clip that we shared tonight, it stood out to me just by the the title, and I'm glad that um, we listened to it because when he started talking about um, those of you that are aware of your mind, something like that, and paraphrasing, when he said uh, place pictures around your your personal environment, um, look at something physically, it's like that resonates because that is necessary. And if he's saying it, and he was a successful person who had a lot of money um and not just him we all know a lot of successful people create vision boards they write things down it's nice to have the phone it's nice to have digital but it's good to you have to write like that's like an actual um spiritual connection to the universe to God to the angels all of it it all works because it's like a contract in the in the mm-hmm. spiritual, you know. Yeah, and we actually participated um, our New Year's and a little bit before New Year's of um, creating vision boards before uh, January first. Right. So even with that, I I noticed that I had in my mind how I wanted it to be, and once I start actively searching, even though it was just a vision board actively searching for the pictures that I wanted, the words that I wanted, it attracted itself to me and it was easy for me to obtain. So even with that little example, we can translate that into life. You have that vision in your head so you know you attract it. And when you search for it, it already knows where it belongs. So, Yeah, and a little example of that, we also had the children make vision boards. And anything we ask for help, Tasia has been building, um, she's just been building up her collection of magazines. So we had a whole lot 
But um, anything we needed, we would just speak it to the children. Like, okay, if anybody sees car or if anybody sees this color, if any of them sees, yes, this island or something, um, let us know, you know. And I'm telling you, Trinity, my my little cousin that um, I helped raise, she will find it immediately. I kid you not. She finds it. Like, if I said, oh, I need a C, it's like, I don't know. It was just crazy. And I was telling Tasia, Tasia, I don't know where you were, but she hadn't seen that magic. <laughs> and she hadn't experienced it until I told her. I was like, look, if you need something, just tell Trinity. She she can find it, like, ASAP. Yeah, and that's exactly. You turn of pages, it appears. Yeah. So if we don't have a vision for what we want, then yeah, how are you going to recognize it when it appears, you know? And you only look at everybody else getting it and not yourself. You won't see yourself getting it. You'll just think of yourself as you don't deserve it, but they do because it's them and not you. But no, like you deserve all of what life has to offer, you know, and just put yourself in a different seat and definitely better transform your mindset and if other people can't get with it with you, they're going to have to just watch from afar or get left behind. Hopefully, it doesn't take all that for some, you know, that want to be connected to you or close to you or one with you. Yeah, you got to get over it. Like, the situations and your circumstances aren't always going to be perfect. And you cannot view yourself as less worthy or undeserving of what you want. Um, no matter where you came from, your background, it's like, why not you? Why not? Why not? Of all, all the people that have achieved, like, why not? Yeah, who's going to be the next legacy builder for whatever your vision is, you know, or invention or something? I mean, why not you? You have something to contribute to this world, to earth that everyone else can benefit from or the people you touch. We're not for Yeah. And you're not going to be for every single person, and that's okay. Because, you know, we can't, we all need help. Like, we all need each other. Some people can reach this type of people. Other people can reach that type of people. Even with our show, it's not for everyone, and we're okay with that. Um, but we do appreciate those that listen in and share their feedback and all of that. Um, yeah, but we, we just keep going on. So, um, let me think. We can recap what we did for the new year, which we already talked about. We did the vision boards right before new year. We did the ritual with Akeem as well. Um, and we just really had, like, family bonding time. We did games, pizza, movies. Usually on New Year's, we do something like uh, we do, like, laser tag yeah. or, um, like, arcades. Yeah, we um, like, a big group of people, like, mm-hmm. people from the church and things like that. And, like, things have changed in our lives and things have changed in COVID. It was a more intimate, smaller circle, which made a difference because yeah. we hadn't been inside 
for the New Year's. For a long time. Yeah, but, but yeah, it was still good, though. Yes, I, and I really, I really enjoyed it. Just, just sometimes just to step back and just to soak it in and to appreciate the people around you. And it was nice. It was chill. It was very relaxing. Yes, very relaxing. I mean, you don't get to do that a lot, to lay around. And I just had to, at one point, I almost felt guilty for not really doing anything, but it's like, it's like flowing with the times. <laughs> like, it wasn't the times for me to be busy. It wouldn't have felt right. Like, it just was a, it was a different feeling. It was a new feeling, but it was great, you know, and it was, yeah, bliss. No, you don't do that every day. So when you do get a chance, yes, it's nice. It is. So, I mean, it wasn't like forever, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that was nice. Um, so let's see. We know there's a lot going on in this world right now. We know that there's a lot going on in other cities, states. People are getting hurt, all that stuff. But um, I want to stress how important it is to protect yourself, protect your mental state, protect your energy. For me, um, this stuff affects us as a people. I understand that. Um, I get that. And I I received messages about what's going on, about, um, you know, what's going on in Washington, uh, what's going on in my city. It's crazy. It's bad news. And I just, I, I'm glad I just happened to not be on social media yesterday. Not really. And when I did, you know, I got to see a little bit of what they were talking about because things were sent to me, so you just kind of, like, log in. But um, I didn't. I just saw, like, one clip, and I was like, nope, this is exactly why. I have to protect my peace, but this is me. This may not be you. You might be good. And I am good sometimes, but right now, where I'm at, I have to stay where I'm at. So for me, I cannot scroll. I actually unfollow, before all of this, before the new year, I unfollowed a lot of um, kind of like activism pages. I mean, a lot of, I mean, famous people that don't, they're not serving me. You know what I mean? It's like, why do I follow these people? They're not helping me, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you can be inspired and all that by famous people. I'm not saying anything against people that do. I mean, I still follow some, but it's just like, what's the purpose you know, and besides being a distraction. Mm-hmm. So with us being in this digital world and social media, I'm trying to make sure I have a healthy balance with staying unplugged or with life in general. Yeah. So I just have to protect that peace of mind so I cannot look at all of this bad stuff because part of my personality kind of like um, – Yes, it absorbs it. It absorbs it and then processes it. <laughs> you know, my feelings, yeah, it's all in it. You know, and a lot of other people can relate to that. And it's more like such a. And I learned about being an empath a couple of years ago, but um, it's just heavy. And then sometimes it just depends on the time. I could be more sensitive than other times, and it's just like, yep, I'd rather stay in my happy place 
I'm not going to act oblivious and act like I'm not even like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not living in the rock, but right now this cloud I'm on, I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. It's peace here because this doesn't dictate my world. I'm in another world, <laughs> you know, so I'm creating that though. I'm staying there. Let's stay on this frequency. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause um, I do feel that it is um, important to know what's going on, know what your surroundings are, know how, um, what outside, um, things might be happening that um, may affect you, um, might be a threat, but and to protect your 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 dwelling place and your family, but also it doesn't have nothing to do with me. And to be, it's important to, like you said, take yourself out of that, create your own world for yourself, and um, don't let that affect you and where you're going because. Yeah. It, is, it could be a distraction and I, I do believe the media is the ultimate <laughs> distraction right now and um, and it's deceptive nature as well so and the programming that they're trying to do right now so just make sure you're researching like we said before make sure you do your due diligence on what's going on around you but yeah if I focus on everything else in the world, I will not. I can't do that because if I do, then I won't progress. And I just stay here. And I don't want to stay here. So how do you get anything done? Because tell you, case in point, like if I were to dwell on all that stuff that happened yesterday, I got enough of it because it's like it, it affects you, right? Like the next person you talk to, the next gathering you have. Like I had a girlfriend gathering last night on Zoom. And um, that was part of, it was a good portion of our conversation as what was going on in the world right now. And they have opinions and they have different outlooks than what I, what I have right now. So I, I can, I couldn't like indulge. I actually refused to indulge. I didn't give that. I can't even put my energy into it. Of course I have, I mean, I can have my opinion, you know, of course, I think I have my own opinion, but I, I'm just, I choose not to indulge, and therefore, I am healthier for it. Because of that, I am not an- anxious. I have enough that I have to do. We have a lot of goals to, to accomplish this year, and if I dwell on all of those things that's going on in the world that's not progressing or helping me, then I will not... Um, achieve anything so anyway I keep going we keep going right and um, another thing it was interesting that Revenite talked about this too was exercise and how he's like I mean even doing that is spiritual it's definitely spiritual it's definitely mental uh, toughness yeah and I know how important it is but I also know how inconvenient the weather is when it comes to my re- regimen, my routine of me jogging and things like that, like doing a, a mile a day and how I've slowed down with that. So I've been looking at um, remedies <laughs> for that. Like, yeah, treadmill, but not something crazy bulky. I've been, it's been interesting. Like you can purchase portable treadmills. You can purchase a, uh, just uh, under the desk tread- treadmill. There are things out here. If you didn't know, now you know. 
So there's no more excuses. So you're pretty much you're saying there's no excuse. What you want, what you want to get done, you can yeah. find a way. And yeah, didn't even know that 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 could have been a thing. I could have done at work, but my job was so the building's so big, you guys. I got a, an average of almost about five thousand steps a day because I definitely did my walking. I did my my I got my steps in basically. But yeah, so. What I do is um, what's been helping me, because we know routines switch up as much as I should be doing more of this and more of that. But right now, what helps me is exercise, affirmations, um, speaking life to myself, praying, looking at my vision board. And the biggest thing for me right now, because I'm going with the the current and the spiritual aspect i mean there's some things that i can't always explain to people but for me like right now um i don't know how long this will last but it doesn't hurt if it lasts forever but um certain type of tv or um tv shows that doesn't um serve me basically i am not watching right now in this season so as much as I was kind of, I wasn't even tempted. When I when I work, like, during the day for my job, I sometimes it helps. When I find myself getting distracted with housing um, and not focused on my work, I'm like, it helps for me to listen to a show, half watch it, like I'll glance over at it, but I'm not really watching it. It really does ground me so I can get my assignments done. But um, I didn't want to watch certain like reality TV or anything like that. So um started watching um Shark Tank and that's what I consider productive te- television. Something that's going to help you yes. serve two purposes, entertaining mm-hmm. and educational. And, yeah. There is very educational. There's a lot. You know, you're, you're learning your business terms and yeah. business terms that Children are saying to the sharks now that the sharks didn't learn until they were 27 is what was said. You know, there's like, there's a lot. And then, you know, if you are interested in, I don't know, real estate or renovating homes, watch TV like that. And even, it doesn't hurt to watch that anyway. I mean, it's still about money. Flipping homes is money. You see, you know, it's just, just not that other stuff, you know what I mean, not trash TV, or, you're talking about the reality, there's some reality TV that's Mm -hmm. educational, yeah, Um, and then, honestly, there's a balance in life, I do believe that, so sometimes, you know, watch what you need, for whatever reason, but get back on it, you know what I mean, but right now, I'm just saying, for me, in this season, I can't watch what I consider ratchet trash TV right now, but I won't say, like, oh, Jessica's never going to watch it again, nope, that's not the case because there is something that's just very entertaining to me. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what I do to keep going. Anything with you, Sage, to keep going? Oh, I'm just, I'm focused right now on the goals that I set, my tasks that I've I've placed uh, for myself and um, with these processes. And um, I found myself uh, being inspired by you, Jessica, actually, with your um, third-party debt and the student loans and how those are just falling off for you right now 
because you did that uh, template that we offer. Um, so I've been doing that process and um, also the process you went through with the religious exemption. Oh, yeah. yeah, so and that's, that's another thing. Um, I was talking to my fiance last night about like some things I did kind of like some people just got to test the waters first, and I guess I was that one. I mean, no one else is going to believe me. Like when I first came across a came and who knew I was going to meet him and all that, but um, I'm like, this information is out here, and I can point you in that direction. All of that, but everybody's not for the hearsay. Some people are for the testimonials, and I mean, I can't relate to everyone. can work on it. Sorry, I was I just I'm sorry if you guys couldn't hear me. Um but I was saying that um we're a team and there could be remedy for your situation. Um but we're all, all learning together and um it's expanding. So we don't know everything is what I was saying. So, um, but the experience is there and it's right and it's growing. So as I tackled my goals with, okay, I want to be debt free, put that on my vision board. Um, what a previous year, two years ago, you know, and then started actually working on it last year. no, 2019, towards the end of 2019, and it happened for me this year because it rolled into, you know, the next year. And then, I mean, I claim that I'm debt-free now, but, you know, still got some things to work on. But, you know, it's just I just decided to just test the waters for myself and then other people can see. So I kind of know that's what that was for me. And now, Tasia, you're on your journey as well. And you have other things that you're doing that I don't have experience with. So you had to take on some other tasks with um, predators. predators. So cleaning up my my credit, there's a few things on there. There's some um, other third-party debt that needs to be removed, um, which it should fall off here soon, but I'm just actively getting ahead, you know. So, and we have all that. We offer all that as well uh, with the credit repair um, on our website. So you check that out. And uh, I will give you guys updates um, once yeah. things fall off. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Is it exciting as you do it? Is it exciting as I do it? Um yeah, when you're doing it. What makes it exciting for me is the knowledge that comes from it to understand how everything operates. And how, like, the third-party debt, like, the debt that the third parties bought isn't the original debt, and mm-hmm. you're, truly, you're not responsible for that, because exactly. you don't owe them that, anything. That, that blew me away when I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's when I couldn't, that's when I could not unsee or unhear what I had learned, and all it took was, like, I, it was, like, the shortest um, clip that I came um, 
spoke on, and I was like, wait, wait, what? Third, <laughs> third party debt? You don't have to pay that, you know? So, but then start learning about the straw man, which we're still learning about. Um, I think for those that are new to learning about your natural self, your national status, um, you know, the straw a straw man is a fictitious fictitious legal entity. And there's so many things that are done um and attached to the straw man that causes you to pay and to be in debt almost forever and for your whole lifespan. Um, and the, the more you learn about that, the more aware you become and the more you want to make sure you free yourself and separate yourself from that entity. Which we are already free. We are. Yes. But um, what I, that's why I specify what I said mm-hmm. about sep- you want to keep it separated. Mm-hmm. Yes. You want to definitely work on that so first things first when you correct your status um one of the first things you should do is um the national the passport process <laughs> you know the national passport process because that corrects your status overall and um you have to do other steps to correct the rest of the things that you've we unknowingly put ourselves in, but um, it's it's really okay after that. I wanted to say smooth sailing, but I won't say that because everybody's situation is different. But it's just, I mean, once you, I don't know, it's just a feeling of you're already free, but when you, you free yourself from that, the, yeah, the, the bondage. That, mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. You know what belongs to you. You know how to operate. You know what freedoms you have. Yeah, it feels good. So, so yeah. But um, that's still our journey, and we're just we're moving, and that's all we can do. And then not just that. There's goals that we have so I encourage everyone to stay high and lifted (laughs) like yeah just um, don't let the things the outside influence get inside and if it did just just go away and um, and I say go away like remove yourself shut your phone off log out of Facebook log out of Instagram log out of those social medias that are holding you down in a dark place or in a um, anxious place or in an angry place and meditate, turn on some, some music, whatever you want to do. It could be meditation music, get your mind right, spa music. It could be trap music, whatever you need. Move your body, hydrate yourself, center yourself, ground yourself, pray. Do what you need to do. Get up out of your rut and um, focus. Don't let a day go, like, you know, sometimes we let a day go by and we're like, oh, well, shoot, I'll start over tomorrow, start over today when you recognize it. Yeah, and I, um, that's something that you have to consciously, you have to 
continually mm-hmm. work on um, every day. Yeah, actively, all day. Go look at your vision board. If you haven't created one, create one. Create one. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, more yeah. than a task list. List. I mean, have something to look at. Like the great, their grades have proven. I think and the like, last person I saw who had a successful vision board was Issa. Mm-hmm. Issa yeah, Ray. She, everything she put on her vision board, and then it didn't happen. I think people think vision boards are supposed to manifest in a year. Um, and you got to do a new one or whatever, but no, like everything on my vision board, just about my, the last vision board I did came to pass. Yeah. And that was my discouragement too, of making them because I, I felt let down mm-hmm. when it didn't happen in that year. And then I just to see, um, your vision board and then to see what all came, it didn't all come, but right. you kept it up for more than a year, more than that year. You kept it up for probably like a year and a half or something mm-hmm. like that. And I could see everything that majority of everything that you put on happened. Yeah. And you actually reminded me of that because I got rid of it, but I was like, oh, let me just take pictures of it, you know, but it's true. It's whatever, what your vision board is it? I mean, it isn't like, instantaneous oh poof because I put it on there it's you already have it in you you're bringing it out but you're also putting it down on paper and you're like it's a visual it's another kind of like spiritual contrast contract you know what I mean (laughs) yeah it's like it's like another and you know it's just another action but you know you can't achieve any of this without trying putting applying action to it So, like I said, Issa, Issa Rae, when I saw hers, hers was like, I think 2013, but, I mean, HBO was on there. I mean, it was a lot of stuff on there. I mean, I shouldn't say a lot. It wasn't a lot. It was a lot of stuff that manifest that came forth for her. And this is about to happen. Exactly. So, which I like what Reverend Ike said about you don't have to do it all at once. Exactly. He said keep magazines, look through rooms, and once you're attracted to some uh, image, something that you want to do, you just put it on there. And even you, I noticed on your vision board, Jessica, you left room mm-hmm. to add to it. Yep. So, yeah. So I'm glad when you pointed out that he said that, it just just reassures me that I am doing the right thing or I'm in the right place. Or I have the right um, thinking, because sometimes you doubt yourself, you know. But I didn't, not that I doubted myself, but it's just like, yes, it's just always good to have a validation that someone else thinks like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I did. That's exactly what I, I have a whole space that's empty. I have a little, I also have, because I didn't find what I wanted right then, um, I left space for when I do find it, I'll put it in. And then, like you said, like he said in you, um, when something else stands out, because as you learn, like what I'm doing, the studying and learning and reading that I'm doing for my to to uh, prosper, um, you start learning new things. So after a while, it's like, oh, I want this. You know what I mean? It's not no longer. Let's not downplay this or downscale it. Like let's let's oh let's go for this because it's going to bring everything else together. So yeah. Um, I don't know. That's it for me. 
in regards to the vision board. Um, write the vision, make it plain. If you've got to write it down, if you don't find your words, you better cut out letters and create it. But I don't know. I'm, stuff like that, I tend to be detailed because I'm going to keep this for a while and I better be as specific as I can. Yeah, yours was really detailed. I was impressed by that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, stuff jump out and I'm a little artsy too. So, yeah, maybe we should post our vision board. Yeah, on our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, or like a little segment or something. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, Yeah, you guys can look for us on Instagram too. JT Muse underscore yes and we're working on we're actively working on our YouTube videos we've had some setbacks we had we took a pause when we were trying before but now we're actively trying to upload our videos to YouTube we have a page mm-hmm. and um, we will keep you guys posted on all of that we tried we tried to upload a video. It was at 99% for hours, and it was at 99% when we woke up. So it was, I don't understand, but. Yeah, we, have, we have a couple videos on there already uploaded, but stay tuned. We're going to get some more on there. Yep. All right. Is there any announcements? You got it. All right. So um, independent thinkers. On Sundays. Mm-hmm. With Beth at 7 Eastern Time. Bombay is on. The Bombay show is on Mondays, 7 Eastern Time. Um, Akeem L. Truth Tuesday is at 7 Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. Solomon's Temple is at 10 a.m. Wednesday Eastern Time. And us, the Divine Connection show. With Jessica and Tasia. Yes, and I think I came from something this weekend. He just has a seminar. Oh my goodness, I could be wrong. Let me check something real quick. I think I came from a seminar this weekend. On Saturday. I apologize, you guys. Uh, my information left me, and um, but you can definitely go to his website, akeeml.com. But anyway, you guys, it was nice getting on here and talking with you all. Um, we wish you well. Everyone, stay safe. Don't try not to put yourselves in any situation to be a target or. Um, I know we don't ask for it, but like I said, be conscious and then let's um, focus on all the good <laughs> that's left out there and that we create. So peace, love, wealth, prosperity, blessing to you all. Have a good night. We'll see you guys next time. And let us focus our attention upon the lesson titled, Overcoming Otherness.
from otherness to onlyness. And we have two words here, uh, which I have coined. I've not seen these words used before. Otherness and onlyness. Let's pronounce them. Again, this is a very important principle that we want to acquaint our minds with. And I'm going to read the text for you from St. John, the first chapter and the 29th verse. And I'm going to have you repeat it after me for emphasis. The next day John seeth Jesus. Coming unto, him, coming unto him, and saith, and saith behold, behold, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God which, taketh away which taketh away the sin of the world. The sin of the world. And I have a transliteration of that just below it, and I'll have you repeat it after me. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Good. Good. Love. Love. That. Beholding the Lamb. Beholding the Lamb. Takes away the sin of the world. Takes away the sin of the world. And of course, these are the words of St. John of the Baptist pointing to Jesus, pointing esoterically to God in us. And now the words of Jesus from 1 John, the 5th chapter and the 4th verse. This is the victory. This is the victory. That overcomes the world. That overcomes the world. Even our faith. Even our faith. Now we have the words of Jesus from St. John, the 16th chapter and the 33rd verse. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now let's go into the esoteric commentary of these words and see what we mean when we talk about overcoming otherness and going from otherness to onlyness. We have the words, Behold the Lamb. Now, behold is an interesting word. It's not too often that it is used in modern English, but it's a strong word. Behold means to catch and maintain a grip with the eye of spiritual insight, to seize with spiritual insight, and to hang on. And so it's a very strong term when we're told, Behold the Lamb. It means catch, grip this idea with the eye of spiritual insight. Seize this idea with the eye of spiritual insight and hang on to this idea with the mind's eye. So to behold means to hang on with the mind's eye. Say that. To behold means to seize with spiritual insight. 
All right, that means that we have to be aware of our spiritual insight and we have to learn to exercise our spiritual insight. Our spiritual insight must become stronger and stronger and we must learn how to control our spiritual insight. It's very important. The results, as we shall see, are very great. There's a song, an old spiritual, titled, Hold On To Jesus. That's another way of saying it. And this, of course, is holding on with the eye of the mind. Holding on with spiritual insight. To behold means to see just. To see just. To see only the God, the good, the love in us. To see Him, God in us, as He really is, and He shall appear in us, through us, and as us. I want you to seize that. I want you to behold that. You become just like what you look at. You become just like what you behold. The mind becomes just like what it sees. Say that. The mind becomes just like that which it sees. Let's say it again. The mind becomes just like that which it sees. And I'll play with words and say it almost the same way. And I mean to be verbose here because I want you to behold this. I want you to catch a hold of this idea. The mind becomes just like that which it looks upon. I heard Reverend Ike tell this story before and it's apropos that it be repeated here. It is the story of a little hunchback prince. And his father, the king, got an idea one day and had a statue of the young prince built and placed in the courtyard where the young prince played for hours every day. And that statue was exactly like the physique of the young prince in every detail except one. The statue was not a hunchback. The statue was straight and erect. And daily the young prince played in the courtyard around that straight, upright stature of himself. And he would see it, both physically, but more than that, he saw it with the eye of his mind, both consciously and subconsciously. And after a period of time, his body began to straighten up until at last all signs and appearances of being a hunchback were gone. And his body was just like that upright stature that he looked at every day as he played in the courtyard. You remember the old comic who would say, what you see is what you get? Not only what you see is what you get, but what you see is what you become. And I'm sure that the young prince, as he played around that statue looking at it, I'm sure he was fascinated by it. 
Reverend Ike has a tape out titled, Your Power of Fascination. Because you see, when, you see, you become like that which you fasten your inner vision upon. I become like that which I fasten my inner vision upon. Say that. I become like that. But you see, there's something dangerous about this too. And it's good that I make you aware of this. This is why we call this mind science. Because it makes us aware of the unconscious, subconscious processes of the mind. Uh, the young prince was probably not taught mind science. The king knew it. And as a matter of fact, it reminds me of, of a scripture. The king that sitteth on the throne scattereth away all the evil with his eye. You see, the king understands this. And who is the king? The king is the one who understands the science of mind. It's that simple and yet that profound. The king is the one who understands the processes of the mind and how to relate to the processes of the mind to achieve the good that he desires. That's why he's the king. You see, everybody is relating to the processes of the mind. That's the interesting thing about it. It doesn't matter who you are. Even if you say you don't believe in that old mind science, it doesn't make any difference. The scripture says, what if some did not believe? <laughs> Would it make the law of God of none effect? No. You see, for day and night, 24 hours a day, from here to eternity, you're always relating to the law of mind. And your experience of life is the result of the way you relate to that law. So the king understood what he was doing when he placed that upright statue where the prince could see it every day. It's really the same to go back with Jacob putting the striped and the ring-straked poles into the water where the cattle drank as they conceived. You see, that's telling us the same thing. I told you before that the Bible really never tells you but one thing. It just tells you the same thing over and over again in different ways, in different figures of speech, in different stories, but it's always the same. The mind becomes like that which it looks upon. As the cattle conceived in the wombs of their mind, that which they brought forth looked exactly like that which they looked upon. Now, this is why we as aware people, as self-conscious people, have to exercise a greater control over what we see than the Gentiles. And this is why we use scientific techniques. This is why those of us who are conscious of the application of the law will use visualization, treasure mapping. And let me say this while I'm at it. There should not be a one of you who do not have pictures around your personal environment representing the ideals of what you would like to be, to do, and to have. I want to repeat this because this is very important. I said it in the negative, I'll put it in the positive. Those of you who are aware of the processes of the mind, those of you who are aware 
of the processes of the mind's eye should always have in your personal environment pictures, photographs, representations, statues of your ideals which you wish to be, to do, and to have. I pump iron five to seven days a week. I jog every day. I don't miss a day jogging in a year. I don't know the last year I missed jogging. Now, what is the purpose of this? To keep my physical body in shape, but it's more than a physical exercise. It is a spiritual exercise, first of all, because it is the Holy Spirit which quickens my mortal body. But in my environment where I exercise or my personal environments where I am every day, I have photographs of what I want my body to look like. Now, it does not yet appear 100%, but it's coming along. I'm playing in the courtyard. <laughs> like the young friend. I've told you before to be sure to get magazine. And always on an ongoing basis, select photographs from those magazines, travel brochures, which represent the ideals which you would like to be, do, and to have. Get town and country. Everybody that wants to be rich should get town and country. It represents the affluent lifestyle. And if you're interested in that, why, get that magazine. Read about those people. Look at those pictures. Your first assignment in this class is to engineer what your outer and inner eye beholds. Engineer that. You see, as we go around in the phenomenal world, our eyes can fall upon so many things. And if our eyes are just all, both inner and our outer, are always falling upon negative and indifferent things, then that's what we'll become like and that's what we'll be beset with. The vision of the inner eye has the power to displace and replace anything in the external world. Now that is interesting. What you see out there is really controlled by what you're seeing in here. But now I want to take you a step further in practice. I want to make you conscious of the ultimate practice of this. What I see with my inner eye has power to displace and replace that which is in my outer world. The king that sits on the throne scatters away, breaks down, breaks up the negatives, the undesirable that is in his outer environment, displaces it and replaces it with the ideal which he sees with his inner eye. It may sound a bit spooky to tell you the ultimate truth. There is nothing out there but what you are seeing in here. As the hippies used to say, far, far out, man. <laughs> far out. Let me give you a good example. This used to be a movie house. Way back 
Up there, somewhere, is a projector. They never took the projector out. Up here is a big screen that we've used two or three times. What you see on that screen does not originate on that screen. What you see on the screen originates where? In the projector. So you see, what you are experiencing on the screen of your life does not originate on the screen. If you don't like what's on the screen, it doesn't do any good to get mad with the screen. See, if you see something on that screen that you don't like, you could go up there with a knife and just cut it to pieces. But what would happen? It would reflect on the back wall. If you want to change what is on the screen of experience, you have to go up to the projector of mind. That is our Father, which art in heaven. You have to go back to the originator, to the source, to where it's coming from. The king that sits on the throne scatters away all the evil with his eye. I repeat again and again, and what makes such a mind king, what makes such a mind regnant over his experience is that he understands that experience is no thing of itself. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The film in the projector is greater than the image on the screen. If you want to change the image on the screen, you've got to go back up to the projector and change the film. What is that? The thought. <laughs> you can go back further than that to the actors and the actresses who performed for the production of the film. And you see, you are the actors, the actors and the actresses that make your film and project your film. You're the producer. And you see, this knowledge gives you power. This is what Jesus meant when he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth sets you free. So once I know that reality is not on the screen of my experience, and that I can change the film, that sets me free to change the film. I know that I have that freedom. If I don't like the horror film, I can take out the horror film and put in a comedy or a love story. So, I mean, stop sitting before the screen of the experience of your life crying because it's a horror story. The king that sits upon the throne scatters all the evil with his eye. Behold the lamb. Behold. Seize with the eye of your mind the purity and the beauty and the wholeness and the holiness of God, good love. So here, John the Baptist is telling us what to behold. Behold the Lamb. Say that. And the Lamb is the purity, the onlyness, the holiness, the beauty of God, good love, which is harmless, hurtless, hateless, and sinless. A lot of religious people have a very powerful sin consciousness. They latch on to sin. I've told you this again and again, and I'll tell you this repeatedly again and again and again. The reason why the preachers have not been able to save the world from sin is because they're too preoccupied with it. They don't understand the science of mind. The more you preach about how nasty and dirty and stinking and sinful people are, the more you are going to create that. 
in the world of experience. But you see, we don't have to wait for them. We can overcome the world. That's what Jesus, the mastermind, told us in the text here today. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. My God, that was about 2,000 years ago. You don't have to wait for the rest of the religious people. Aren't you glad to know you don't have to wait for the church people? So we're ahead of the church people. I was so glad when I found that out. You mark my word. Unless they wise up, they'll be around here another 2,000 years looking for Jesus to come. And that's why I like Jesus. Jesus has always been ahead of everybody. You notice what he said 2,000 years ago. He said, "What? Well, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have already overcome the world. And the church people are still struggling. Just a little while to suffer in the path that's long and straight. <laughs> Just a little more hard labor. <laughs> then we'll go sweeping through the pearly gate. But we're ahead of them. I mean, divine love has already said, I, divine love, saw the heavenly city. You folks are still waiting for it. Oh, say, can you see? See, that's why every Sunday we open the service here with the song, Open Mine Eyes, that I may see fullness of truth thou hast for me. And you have already placed in my hand that wonderful key that has unlocked and set me I don't have to wait for anybody. I don't have to wait for the preachers and the theologians. It'll take them a long time before they get there. But be of good cheer. I have overcome. Say that. I have overcome the world by beholding the Lamb, the purity, the onlyness, the holiness, the beauty of God, good love, which is harmless, hurtless, hateless, and sinless. But you see, the evangelists and the preachers are still busy beholding sin. But you see, this is something that a lot of people they haven't, haven't come into it yet. I passed through that too, and I'm glad I passed through. Have you noticed how many times in the Bible it says, and it came to pass? So all of that religious experience came to do what? To pass. You are not to hold on to anything but what? The Lamb. Let the rest pass. And Jesus entered into a ship and passed over unto the other side. Okay. He left the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were sad, you see. <laughs> right where they were. And I want you to understand that our spiritual journey through this world of matter is a passing through. And in order to pass through successfully, your eyes must be focused correctly. You must not get caught up in the material world while you are passing through it. Stop beholding otherness in yourself, people, things, and the world. Stop beholding otherness in yourself, people, things, 
and the world. You see, we have all kinds of opportunities in this world to behold otherness. But we are told to do what? Behold the Lamb. Keep your vision focused on purity. The onlyness of God, good love. See just, see just the onlyness of God, good love, and not the otherness of the world. I like these words from the 27th Psalm, the 4th and the 5th verses. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, he shall set me upon a rock. We need to become more and more aware of the one thing. Let me hear you say one thing. One thing. We need to get into oneness. You don't even need to seek things. Jesus said, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of these things shall be what? added unto you. You see, this is another thing. Let us not dissipate the energy of the mind in so many different directions. Seeking for this, seeking for that, looking for this, looking for that. Everything that you could ever need and want exists already perfect and complete in the kingdom. Wow. So stop trying to get things out of the kingdom, piece by piece. See, that's the way people are in this world, you know. Oh, God, give me this. Give me that. The Father says it is the Father's good pleasure to give you what? The kingdom. I mean, the whole kingdom. You know, you're not really seeking God until you're not seeking anything but God. Let me 